0: to amplify the revolution her podcast dedicated to uplifting empowering and amplifying women's voices globally
1: Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a community of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her.
0: And I'm your co host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today, we're talking about living the life you want with Caroline Ray.
1: A passionate traveler, Carolyn believes anything is possible when we follow our hearts and trust our intuition. Raised in Florida, Carolyn loves all things Latin, margaritas, the ocean, and music. She's our kind of girl. She's CEO and editor at Woman, the world's original solo travel publication founded on the principles of trust, authenticity, and generosity. At Woman, you'll find women who inspire and support each other while forming new friendships, connecting with women around the world, and always having a friend to call on when you travel. Please help us welcome Carolyn Ray.
2: Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me and for everything you're doing to support and empower women. It's amazing. Uh, this oh. is, we love finding like-minded women like you who we just feel vibrant
1: around and we can talk about things and and help support one another. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> we're going to dive right in today because we're so excited about this topic um, and we want to start by, you know, we're talking about living the life that you want to live. You know, we all aspire to this. So we want to know what led you to becoming CEO of Journey JourneyMomens.
2: It was really a set of uh, seemingly disconnected circumstances. I I decided when I turned 50 that I wanted to um, live with less. So I had just come back from a trip to Kenya with my daughter, and I looked around my three bedroom home and I said, I do not need all this and I need to go out in the world and and um, explore and kind of be nomadic for a while. So I sold my house, I donated everything, I gave it away. Uh, my daughter and I cleaned out everything we had. And I basically left with a few boxes and some backpacks and, <clears throat> and uh, rented an apartment uh, for a few months, I thought it would be. And shortly after that, I was having lunch with my friend Erica M, whose mother had started Journeywoman. And Unfortunately, Evelyn was, uh, was ill at that time, Evelyn Hannon, who started Journeywoman. And the family was was considering what would happen to this incredible uh, and trusted and beloved uh, solo women's travel brand. What would happen if, uh, if it wasn't uh, to continue? And through um, really a, a photograph uh, we agreed that I would be the one to take it over. And, um, in it, and the photograph was a picture of Avelyn standing in Argentina at the end of the world sign with her arms up that was on her website. And I had the same exact photo on my Facebook page at the time. That's all it took. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's
1: amazing though. <laughs> Right. Amazing. And Eric is actually going to be on our show in a couple episodes. We cannot wait. She's a dear friend of ours, too. And um, uh, she's
2: just I think she's got a bit <laughs> she has this uncanny ability to see into people's hearts. Yeah. And I never in all the conversations we had about her mother and journey woman, I never would have imagined me stepping into those shoes. It just wasn't even on my radar. And she she saw that she just I think she's amazing. Yeah. Well, you
1: had a vision board clearly ready to go that you didn't even realize. And I, I just think that's such a, an awesome kismet moment. The universe was talking to both of you. So I love that. Yeah. I'm going to
0: jump in here. So, so, you'd, so you were planning on renting your apartment for a couple of weeks, then you acquired Journey Journeywoman.
2: Were you planning on, on traveling? Was that the idea when you were downsizing? Exactly. And and I had in this rented apartment, um, which I only intended to stay in for a few months, I had a big uh, map on the wall with sticky notes everywhere of all the UNESCO World Heritage sites I wanted to visit and all the places I wanted to go. And we relaunched the uh, the Journey Woman website in March 2020. Yeah. I had just come back from my first ever press trip uh, to Cuba. Uh, and the day I came back was the day that um, the pandemic was declared. And um, and that's when everything shifted. So here I was with a brand new website that had taken, you know, six or eight months to build, um, like thinking I was going to go out and travel and no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. What a change, right? I the, dream, the dream shattered right
0: out of the gate. Yeah. But it didn't <laughs> shatter though, that, which is the great thing. It didn't. And so it went on to become this, well, not become because it is such an amazing resource for women, but also, you know, it, it, it empowers these women to go out and live their best lives. And so I would love to to maybe find out what, what would be your tips in terms of how women can embrace travel to live the life of their dreams?
2: Yeah, well, for me, I, it really came uh, came down to last, uh, last year because I spent, like everyone else, I spent a year, year and a half doing Zoom calls and webinars and trying to convert our editorial more to sharing wisdom rather than talking about destinations. Yeah. And then of course we were all talking about traveling at home and how could you become travelers in your own cities and so it was an it was an opportunity for me during that time to get to know the journey woman readers really well and we have 61,000 uh, women on our mailing list now when i bought journey woman it was around 50,000. And um and we did community calls, we did webinars. Women wanted to share. I noticed that they first of all were so supportive of me, and second of all, wanted to share all their wisdom about travel so we could get ready for the future of travel. And uh and what happened to me was last summer, uh I started getting invited to uh travel again by some of um some of the tour companies. So I went to Spain and I did the Camino and I went to PEI and I walked the PEI Camino and I went to Banff and I went horseback riding in the back country. And I had all these incredible experiences and I came home from those and I said, I can't sit here anymore. I have to get out and I have to uh, live the life that I had planned. I'm not waiting. And, uh, and so in October, I decided to go to Mexico and live in Mexico for four months. And that was a scary decision, but it was one, it was, it was something where I just had to trust my intuition, which is my first tip, right? You just have to trust your intuition. I've done that my whole career. I'm I'm a real, I, if it feels right, if something feels right to me, I generally do it. And sometimes it's not even rational. I mean, you know, buying a business because you have two photographs that look the same is not a rational business decision, you know? So and even keeping Journeywoman going during the pandemic is not a rational business decision, and I've run multi-million dollar businesses. I mean I know you know I know this made this would make no sense if I was still working in a corporate world. Yeah. but for me, what I realized was these women, these solo women, we needed each other in this time. We needed each other to get through this, and we really became a community, which was, first of all, is an unbelievable honor and privilege to, to know all these women all over the world who came together to support each other with our grief and our loss and, uh, and all of the things that we've endured over the last three years.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about community, right? We say the same thing all the time. When you're able to bring a group of women together, there's really nothing quite like it. And, you know, until you're immersed with that support and that vibrancy from a group of women, you don't even realize that you're missing it. Yeah. So I love that, you know, Jur- Women has been able to provide that, uh, especially in a time when, you know, the pandemic hit in so many different ways, right? Domestic violence went up. A lot of women who look to travel to be able to go and explore the world and fulfill, you know, their bucket list or whatever it might be that was put on hold. And so to have a community that can talk through it with them, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. So. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I, I actually didn't realize this, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to buy a travel website and I get to write about travel, which I love. And I love writing and I've always been a writer. And then it was like, wow, like this is really powerful. This isn't just a website that you visit once in a while. These are women that feel like they have co-created journey woman. And that's what Evelyn did. She just built this really, I think, unique, collaborative, co-created community with tips and stories and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, based on shared values, which is another really important thing, um, you know, that we need to, uh, we need to cultivate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's revolutionary really. And so I'm going to just jump in because journey woman is celebrating 28 years, right? 20. 28 years. That's incredible. Um, can you describe a little bit more about how Journeywoman connects other women to that safe woman travel experience? That way our listeners can understand really how you bring everything together.
2: Sure. Well, when Evelyn started Journeywoman in 1994, she was one of the few women travel writers writing about solo travel. And of course, the industry didn't recognize solo travelers and, and sometimes still doesn't, frankly. As, uh, as a legitimate traveler. When she started writing, the media was controlled by men. Men were writing for women. You know, so she started writing from a uh, women's perspective and, um, and kind of bringing safety issues in particular into light. So Journeywoman has always been about solo safety and it's still, it's, still, uh, it's still a concern. I did a study last year that we're doing in a few weeks again, talking about women's safety and now we're looking at online safety and we're looking at, uh, you know, harassment online and even into issues around human trafficking. These are all things that have gotten worse during the pandemic and we expect to see increases in all of this. So because our lives are so much online now and because my audience tends to be a little bit older, these are really important issues for us to uh, to cover so safety continues to be one of our primary uh, focuses going forward, especially for new you know new solo travelers who uh, who may not kind of know the basics. so we have a whole resource center on our site that talks all about safety and we have tips. Uh, I did two self defense training sessions last year with a police officer to help women develop, you know, uh, physical, uh, skills, even using your voice and and things like that. So amazing.
0: That's awesome. And so women can actually find out where they can, um, stay in, in like safe places too, in terms of, yeah. So the,
2: yeah. No. Thanks, Grace, for <laughs> bringing me back to the question. <laughs> um, so last year, I had a woman in New Zealand approach me with a website that had uh, women friendly tours on it. So these are tours that are generally led by women, created by women, for women. And um, and and Evelyn had this on her site uh, as well. So, but what this site has, and I ended up buying the site last August is it has a search function where you can search by uh, country, by, you know, time, by type of travel. So is it adventure travel? Is it luxury travel? Is it retreats? You know, you can pick the kind of travel you you want. And then what we've been doing is um, verifying all of the companies. So we have a process we put them all through to make sure that they truly are women-focused uh, most of them, if not all of them, are led by women. Um, and we also are trying to advocate for women guides. So we have another part of that website where you can, uh, as if you're a guide or you want to recommend a guide, it's free. Mm-hmm. And you get a listing on our site so that women can find guides when they're going to countries. So, um, so this is all about connecting women who love travel to safe experiences if they want to go on a group tour And many solo travelers like to go on a group tour as kind of their first step into solo travel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so empowering. Sorry. I, 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 I love travel too. And so when we, when I knew we were speaking to you today, I was super excited because for me, travel is so empowering and it just, it allows you to overcome so many fears. Like I, I went traveling, um, a, a long time ago now but I remember just overcoming so many fears that I had about different things and those those accomplishments have stayed with me for so long and been able to empower me through the rest of my life it's just such a wonderful experience I, I just want to encourage everyone to you know you see so many amazing things and you must have seen some incredible been on some fantastic journeys so um it
2: really is life changing, I think, and it is and- because we're, we often limit ourselves if we don't step outside our comfort zone. Yeah. And, and by you know by traveling solo, or I would say traveling at all, frankly, yeah. this can shape your perspective. Uh, this can help you learn independence. You know, when you travel alone, you are you are really learning who you are, and. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's an important journey for all women to go through is to really understand like, what am I made of? And if something happens along the way, you know, that's really when you start to see that, you know, the courage and the bravery come out and accountability, you know, and the other really important value I think for travel is, is around gratitude, which Mm -hmm. we have, we are so privileged to be traveling at all, frankly. Um, and sometimes it really distresses me to see women complaining about travel and this and that we're just lucky. I think we're lucky to be going anywhere. And, uh, and when I think of all the loss that's happened in the world and the fact that we can get on a plane and, you know, our baggage is delayed. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's such an important message to share right now, actually, and I'm glad you brought that up. Two things come to mind, too, is the idea that, you know, when a lot of people think of women traveling solo, it seems to be this picture of young girls. Like, I know I traveled on my own. I lived in Rome for a month, and I had never done anything like that right out of university at 22. Um, You know, so a lot of times we We think, you know, before someone enters adulthood, that's when they're traveling solo. But what we're seeing now more and more is the idea of a woman, you know, in her 50s, in her 60s, finally rediscovering what she wants to do, living the life that she wants and going to the places she wants to go to. Um, You're actually working on a study right now that I would love to discuss and this idea of ageism in travel. Do you want to talk a bit more about that and why this is so important?
2: Oh, it's so important. You know, there's there's a big discussion in travel right now around inclusivity and diversity, which is very important to have those discussions, um, not to mention accessibility. Uh, You know, how do we make travel available to everybody? And one of the, um, you know, my mailing list, my readers are mostly, I would say, 60 and older. These are women. They were the first out. They were the first to be solo travelers in before internet, before phones, you know, they had their maps and they had their guidebooks and they went out into the world. And it's funny, you know, traveling in Mexico recently, the the view we have of older people is a very Western view. Yet when you travel to other countries, you see how older people are revered. You know, we, we don't do that here. Like we, we, take people and we put them away in homes and like, but in other cultures, families stay together. Absolutely. The whole, yeah. You know, the, for your whole life. So, um, so ageism is an important issue for us because in other polls that we've done to kind of research this subject a little bit, women have told us they don't feel represented in photography. They don't feel represented in articles they don't feel um, that the perspective is, is um, and, and never mind the cost. There's this crazy thing called a solo supplement, which if you're traveling solo, yeah. uh, you have to pay an pay extra cost yeah. to travel alone. I don't think that's going anywhere because of the business models around hotels and, and whatnot. But I know all the tour companies are trying to find ways to work with that because they they actually want the solo travel market. And, and it is a growing market. So when we talk about age, uh, you know, there's so much wisdom with women that have been there. And, and I really want to bring this to light because I feel like it just isn't talked about. And, you know, I can tell you one of the most popular articles on our whole website is lessons from women, uh, women over 65 the day we put it up, we had about 10,000 hits on it, but it it went crazy. So, you know, I have writers writing for me that are in their eighties. I have women on my advisory board. I mean, everyone's over 50, but some of them are in seventies and their Mm eighties. So I really want to uh, curate this and, and bring it to light. And I know that the readers of journey woman will really appreciate, you know, having more discussion around this, which is why I want to do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: I love that. I love it. I really do. It- Me too. It actually brings to mind um, when we hosted Debbie Travis and mm. and she has a villa in Tuscany. And, you know, she's talked about that Western idea as well of, you know, the the older women in the community, not just the women, the older community, um, when she has people from the US come to visit, they'll say, you know, there's a lot more older people here. And Debbie will say, you know, they're the life and breath of this community. There are older people where you are too, but they've all been kind of hidden away. And so, you know, travel allows you to do that and to witness different versions of life that you maybe aren't exposed to in your own backyard. And I, I love that you're sharing that.
2: Yeah, well, if you want idea. if you want to get inspired, come read uh, some articles by Diane Eden. She's 82. Amazing. Uh, she's already been to Iceland this year. She's going on a solo trip to Africa to do support, like, I cannot keep up with this woman. She's <laughs> amazing, and there's many, many, many women like this uh, in the journey woman community that that I think are doing more adventurous things than young people any day yeah. of the week. Yeah, and <laughs> love- travel
0: doesn't always have to be expensive as well. That's I think yeah. that's another important element. It doesn't always have to be expensive, and there are lots of different options um, available. So, um, so. Yeah, that's – anyway, I, I've got a question for you. So what has been some of the most rewarding parts of your career?
2: The whole career? Well, yeah, your whole career. There's oh, a boy. lot there. There's <laughs> a lot, yeah. I mean, you know, 30-something years. Um, well, um, in, any, in any role that I've had, I was typically – the only senior female leader. Uh in my very first job in Toronto, I was a vice president when I was 25 of a public relations firm. And at the time, believe it or not, we weren't allowed to wear pants uh, or um uh, wow. uh, or shoes without nylons to work. So <laughs> um so we wrote a memo. You know, you remember those days, right? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> So all the women got together and we wrote a memo and we got that change. So I think the most memorable thing for me, regardless of wherever I've been, whether it's interbrand or or other places is I've really enjoyed being that person that represents other women, younger women, older women, whatever. Um, And then the mentoring of, um, of younger women and, And I just love seeing there's so many people I worked with in my twenties and thirties that are now presidents and vice presidents and leading offices. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so, to me, that is just so rewarding. And, you know, they call me and they want to talk and catch up. And um, I, you know, I just love that. And I always, I always had this dream of, and I did it for a little while. I had a, a group of women that got together and we had dinner and we would share all of our, Uh, challenges at work, but, um, but now we're doing that on a much broader scale with journey woman. And we have a Facebook group where women are incredibly candid about, you know, how they're feeling and um, uh, you know, what their emotional state is. And it's just, it's a lovely thing. So I just, I think I just love how women have the courage to share and the Mm -hmm. strength to support each other. It's just, I, so I, I don't know. That's kind of a long answer, but.
0: No, it's a but it's beautiful one.
2: It really is. Cause it's, it's so empowering when we get
0: together and you, it's, yeah. And it I wasn't the that.
2: culture that I was like in my first job, I was told things like uh, you can't be friends with your clients. You can't have lunch with your team. Uh, they're not your friends. They work for you you know, there are all these kind of rules of how you, uh, worked in companies. And, you know, by the time I got to interbrand, I was just like, okay, that's enough. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. We're going to have a great culture. We're going to have a great company. And when I left interbrand in 2017, I felt like I had done everything I ever wanted to do. And I felt I I have lifelong friends who came with me to my next business. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that's just treating people as you want to be treated. So yeah. all those rules were yeah. stupid, weren't they? I, mean, I, I know. We actually our last po- podcast
1: that we did was with um, with Sarah Roach Lewis. She's yeah. the author of "I Listen to the Rules." Yeah. Oh. yeah, and and, and just was, this idea of the patriarchy and how we're told to do things a certain way. You know, women have proven again and again that you know when we tap into our own intuition and style of work our style of business leadership. our style of yep. leadership it's it opens massive doors for everyone not just ourselves for everybody yeah. so uh, i love that you can look back and reflect on that now and see you know you were exactly in that revolutionary stage as well.
2: well i just want to say in the gen xers we gen xers are the ones that did that we are the ones that went ahead and broke the rules it's not like it just happened in the last yeah. 10 years we started doing this 20, 30 years ago because it just felt wrong. Like it yeah. felt weird to work with people and not, not go out afterwards or to not celebrate their social. Like yeah. it yeah. just felt weird. You yeah. know, spending 12 hours a day with people. How could you not be friends yeah. with them? Like
0: yeah. See, idea. but you guys, you guys are the, are the trailblazers of it all. It was the, you you paved the way it was difficult for you to do in terms of, you know, there was, you had a lot of fight, a resistance against it, and then made it so much easier for that next generation to come mm-hmm. in and see it as a, as a, as a norm, like in terms of those changes, what, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for you guys taking that initial step, absolutely, You're so it right. wouldn't have been right. as so easy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll plant the flag. Done. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> uh, okay, before we head to our rapid fire section, I have two more things to ask you, and they kind of roll into one question, which is, what's next for you? And you know, we've talked a little bit about how travel is changing, and you're you're looking at different ways to explore supporting women in your list. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about sustainability moving forward and how that's going to shift the, the world of travel for women, especially in solo travel.
2: Yeah, well, we have to come out of this pandemic learning something, right? And we've had, we've had time to learn about the impact of travel on the, on the earth. I mean, if we didn't know it before, we know it now. Um, Bruce, uh, Bruce uh, Poon Tip just released a movie called The Last Tourist which if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching because it just brings you up to speed on on, uh, on have what we have what the, our impact has been on the earth. And uh, I did an interview with him a few weeks ago and which I really enjoyed. And then a few weeks ago I gave out an award at the Women in Travel Summit called the Journey Woman Award, which is in mm-hmm. honor of Evelyn to a woman named Anna Pollock who has been working her entire uh, career, she's 73, and she's been working her entire career to shift uh, mindset around susta- what we call sustainable travel, but is actually regenerative uh, tourism, which is where we're actually, we're going beyond sustainable travel, which is about reducing impact. And now we're going into how do we, how do we actually regenerate the earth? And what things do we need to do to do that? So a lot of that revolves around farming and food, but but it's also a mindset where we acknowledge we are not disconnected from the earth. We are, we are a system with, with the earth. And this is something that indigenous people have talked, you know, they know this, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we need to learn from them. So, um, so for me, this is a really important area for women who um. You know, I, I mean, I think of women over 50 as the most important influencers in travel. We have the money, the time, the experience. We have the uh, networks and the voice to create change. And, uh, and I think this next change that really needs to happen is, is around regeneration and around rethinking the way that we travel, which can be anything from not flying as much, to, um, you know, when you go into community, as I did in Mexico, you know, spending time in the villages and getting back to uh, understanding how we are connected to the earth, you know, food is a wonderful, is a wonderful way to do that. And um, I made, you know, ground corn uh, from uh, Doña Juana's garden, I ground it, I Made my own tortillas. I cooked it over. I mean, if you want to understand like how you're connected, that's about as big a connection as you can. Yeah, I so, love that. Um, so I think that's the next thing I want to focus on. And I'm trying to get that going with our editorial and having women like Anna um, you know, help help us understand where we need to go next. And I want to use Journey Woman as a platform for that kind of change, you know, Evelyn. Evelyn was amazing at the travel tips and encouraging women and inspiration, but I want to now direct us uh, in a, in a different way. And I know that the journey woman readers are behind this. They've told me that. And, um, and I want to see what we can do to do. I don't want to say the word do better, but contribute in a better way to, um, to the earth. So, you know, we have to, we have to come out of this, differently. And we Mm. have to, uh, as women use our voices to create change. So that's, that's what I'm looking at now. So important, so important.
1: And I will just say, I've, you know, I've heard that the whisper of retreats are, you know, happening, the discussions are happening in your community. So please count the revolution, her community in, we would love to take part and encourage our women, anyone who's listening, anyone in our community, you know, our two communities together can, can absolutely. really shift some, yeah. <laughs> some great things. So count us yeah. in anytime.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, we're, we've got to go kick some ass, don't we? I mean, that's, we do. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And this is the other thing. It's like, what are we waiting for? And, yeah. and the other question I always ask myself is if not me, who like, I'm going to yeah. try, like, yes, I've got to at least try to do something. Otherwise, what was the point of doing all of this, you know, yeah. and as an entrepreneur, as a woman, uh, as a mother, yeah. as an aunt, you know, I think, uh, I think these are, these are important things for us to do and teach our young people who, frankly, are teaching me as much as I'm, you know, yeah. am, but um But yeah, this is it. This is our moment, right?
0: Yeah. I was reading a study recently and um, I can't remember what it was called or who it was done by, but it was this (laughs) female economist and I'm probably going to hash it up big time. But it talked about the fact that, you know, you have to try and you have to do these things because you're inspiring those people around you to make that step too, And even if you don't succeed, them seeing you and seeing the struggles just, just plants the seed for them to try that too. And so then they're able to get a little bit further and then somebody else is watching and they can come in and go. So it's that,
2: even though you, yeah.
0: And even though you feel like you're not succeeding, you're actually inspiring someone else to develop or take the next step on what you've, you've accomplished.
2: Grace, it's such a good point because even, you know, throughout this pandemic, sometimes you feel like no one's watching you and yeah. what I've learned is that's not true there are people there because I've seen it with um, some of our sponsors that are coming back yeah and they'll say to me we've been watching you this whole time and we like your values we like the way you know we like what you're writing about the things you're trying to bring to and I'm like wow I had no idea anybody was paying any attention <laughs> yeah. at all so yeah. so it's important to know that like people, people pay attention and we may not realize that because of information overload and and everything else. But, um, but yeah, people are watching us. And, and this is why I think we always have to act with integrity and act in alignment with our values. Even when we think no one's watching us, it's like, it's like wearing a mask when you're traveling in places, you know, okay, you don't have to, but it's the local, it's, it's the local regulation. Do it. Yeah.
1: yeah right do yeah. it it's the right thing to do so it's the right thing to do um, yeah oh so much good right. yeah Fantastic. so much good all right this is where we we start to wind things down even though I feel like we're going to have to talk about travel 2.0 uh we're going to have to bring you on every couple months and just keep us oh, up oh
0: yeah can we just do travel tips all the time yeah oh, anytime <laughs>
1: Not to say we're going to live vicariously through you because we need to travel to Grace, but I know, but I in between,
2: <laughs> some of that, yeah, yeah, don't don't live through me. Get out there, yes.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to tap into a couple rapid fire questions before we close out, and this is just a fun way for us to, you know, learn a little bit more about you. So just say the first thing that comes to your mind. It can be a short answer or a long answer. It's whatever you yeah. feel. All right. So we're going to start okay. with the first one. And this might be a really hard one for you because you've been to many places, but where is your favorite place in the world to be?
2: Mm. Well, actually, because I'm a Florida girl, uh, I love the ocean and my favorite place is at the moment is Spain. Um, Mm. and I'm planning to spend the fall in, on the Mediterranean, uh, somewhere north of Barcelona. So, um, So actually that's an easy one because
0: I I love seeing. Oh, very nice. Okay, I have one for you. Another travel related one. What is one product that you don't leave home without? Ooh, can I say two? item. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actually, you can say as many. I'm planning on traveling soon and we're going to do hand luggage only. And I'm like, what do I need to take? Come on, advise me. (laughs) Um,
2: There's two things I never leave home without. One is a headlamp. Um oh, wow. Because you never know when you're going to be in an emergency situation or the power goes out. Um, so it goes around your head, headlamp. And the other is a rubber doorstop. And I use it all the time in hotels um in particular wherever I'm staying, and I just slip it under the under the door. Um again, another safety one.
0: Wow,
2: that those are is, great tips. That is awesome.
0: Yeah,
2: I yeah, would no, never I'm, have thought about that. I've, you know, I've been thinking about doing a journey woman branded rubber doorstop, but you can buy them for a dollar or two yeah, and, yeah. So, and they're a great safety, um, great for safety. Smart, Love that. Very, thank you for thank sharing you. that.
1: All right. What do you wish more women would do for themselves?
2: Ooh. Um, well, this will be self-care and, um, and just taking time for you. I, I recently had a conversation with my daughter who had lined up a summer job and it fell through the day before she was supposed to start. And she called me quite distressed. And, uh, and I said, you know what? I said, you just finished four years of university. You worked so hard. Just look after yourself, go get, go get a massage, read some books, have a bath sleep, you know, that's, you know, yeah, like, let's just take some time for us. We don't do that. We don't do that often enough. Cause well, I know that I have a little problem with being busy. So, yeah. um, that's my secret, um, you know, uh, <laughs> obsession is feeling like I've got to be busy all the time. And when I'm yeah. not busy, I start to wonder, okay, do I have value or am I just, you know, wasting time? So I think, I think looking after yourself is really important.
0: It is. And that was I'm really pleased you did that because we don't give ourselves permission to do things like that for ourselves. And so your mum telling you that you need to take care of yourself and giving you that permission, that's a skill and that's something that she'll remember. Anna.
2: Well, because she's also watched me be a workaholic for 30 years. Yeah. So I am not a good example. So I have to try and re-educate yeah.
0: her.
2: <laughs> yeah. And educate yourself because
0: you're also telling yourself that at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, next question. Oh, what should we pick? Uh, okay. What would be your travel theme song? When you go traveling, what's on your playlist? Um.
2: I would oh that is a hard one. Of course it's got to be a woman a woman singer. Ooh. Doesn't have to be? Oh it does for me. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I was just trying to make it a bit easier for you but I think maybe like walking on sunshine or something oh, like yeah. feeling That's you know awesome. I think when I travel I feel a little more alive. Yeah. I feel like the colors are brighter. The, everything smells better. I could, you know, see things more. So yeah.
1: Oh, I like oh, that. You just painted a whole picture. There. I know.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> well, I What's... just came back from Oaxaca, which is oh. one of those places where the colors are vibrant. And the I've food heard and, that. Yeah. It's wonderful. The whole the
1: whole reality there is apparently just incredible. Yes, I've heard that. All right. What is one of your guilty pleasures?
2: Oh, that's hard too. I, uh, um, gosh,
1: I don't know. Do we need to get you more guilty pleasures? I know. (laughs) I was
0: thinking
2: that. Do we need to give you some suggestions (laughs) on some good guilty pleasures? Other than Wordle, I don't know what to say. Wordle. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Although I must admit, I I still do it every day. (laughs) Maybe you can help me with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh well, like I can tell you, my guilty pleasure is ice cream. I don't care where I am, what time of day it can be morning, it can be night. Ice cream, gelato, granita, any kind of frozen treat is my guilty pleasure. Hundred mm, percent. I
2: don't know if that help you helps. About
1: this one, yeah.
0: I know. Do you know mine? I think is um, I'm a sucker for Instagram reels, DIY, and cleaning. I Uh, I, just—it's where I go to when I'm stuck for something to do. Cleaning,
1: cleaning, or watching people clean. Watching people clean.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow. Like cleaning tips. Yeah. It (laughs) just—it's. I'll sit there and I'll just watch cleaning tips, buckets and bubbles. I just love her. She's awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now we know. I was going to say, I do love to clean. I wouldn't say
2: it's a guilty pleasure though. Yeah, well, that's how I feel about ice cream. I I'll, I'm just going to have it. I'm not going to feel guilty. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Oh, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> all right, Grace is going to give you one last one. Oh, last one. Okay. Uh, da, da da da. Oh, this should be an easy one for you. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Oh gosh, I feel like
2: I'm doing that all the time. I know. I feel like you're doing it all the time too. Um. Uh, well, I'll use the example of backcountry horseback riding. Um, I agreed to go on a six-day horseback riding trip having never been on a horse. Oh, so um, that was pretty scary. And that it was in the backcountry of Banff. So, it, you know, once you're in there, there's no That's way to I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. on a horse, right? There's no walking, there's no cars, there's no nothing. So, um, so that was a pretty transformational experience for me um yeah. i had a bit of a fear of horses and uh you know i'd been on one at summer camp when i was 15 and been bitten like so and they're they're pretty big animals they're big but but gosh you know after 6 days on that horse's back um we were friends and we just developed this understanding and and now when I see ho- now, actually, when I go on trips or I see horses, I'm like, how do I get on that horse? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's it amazing. It was fun I've never to learn been. something new. You know, yeah. we, we um, uh, sometimes we don't allow, you know, it's, we let the fear and I was afraid. Like, I think that's what the horse felt. Yeah. The first couple of days, he knew that he had like a newbie on his back and uh, his name was Latte. And, uh, which I felt, okay, coffee, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah? great. that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's, that's on my bucket list. I, I've never gone horseback riding. And, um, so is that a trip you would recommend? Is
2: that? I do. I did it with, uh, Wild Women Expeditions and Banff Trail Riders out of Banff. And, you know, it's six days, you are completely cut off from the rest of the world. You're in places that you cannot get to at all, unless you're on a horse and most beautiful scenery. Um, Yeah. It was just lovely. Wow. I would really recommend it. And, you know, any trip like that, where you're, where you're not on your phone, you know, and sometimes that's a forced thing in this case, it was, I had, there was nothing we had radios and for emergencies and that was it. So.
0: Wow. Wow. What a
2: grounding experience I imagine
1: though. Right. So Thank you so much for sharing so much about you and your journey and Journey Woman. My goodness, I, you know, we we've been big fans for a while. This was so much fun to really dive deep and and learn more though. And I hope all our listeners really got to see, you know, insights into this world of solo travel and what it can do. Because I mean, anyone looking at you, hearing you, it's just infectious in in such an amazing way. So you Thanks for sharing that. It's been
2: great. I hope women will join us and get together and support each other. That's that's what we're doing.
1: A hundred percent. Well, for everyone listening, thank you for joining us here today. You can find out more about Carolyn on her website, journeywoman.com. Go and check out solo travel, see what it can do for you, and be part of a community that supports this idea of living your life the way you want. do it. Um, And from us, from Grace and I, until next time, we hope that you continue to come back and be inspired. Please feel free to share, rate and review. Our journey here is all about connecting as many women as we can and supporting and uplifting and empowering one another. So until next time, we can't wait to see you again. Thanks, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank
2: you.